We are back. We are yeah. back with a wonderful episode. Thank you guys so much for joining in. I'm Ricky. That's Evan. That's Shane. Hello. Yes. Hello. I'm Shane. And uh, we know, Shane. We know. Well, you know. <laughs> oh, okay. It's been a while. <laughs> we are back today with a special episode. This is one that is near and dear to our hearts. I know I say that every episode, but uh, we're getting those out. We're getting those out of the way. This is one for us. We are doing an episode on Meteora, the Linkin Park album that came out in 2003. It's going to come out in about a couple weeks, the 20th anniversary edition. Super excited. So we figured, you know what? Me, Evan, and Shane all felt the same way about this album. We just had to do it. Yeah. And no spoilers. There's absolutely no spoilers. You you either heard the album or... There's nothing to spoil. It's just a. Did we mention it was at 20th anniversary? Yes. <laughs> 20 years. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Now. Of time. <laughs> plenty of time. But thank you again, guys, so much for all the love and all the. I know to the people that have talked to me personally about the podcast, we love making these for you. And I'm super happy that we can at least do something that we like, talk about the things that we like. So here we are. Y'all ready? Yeah. Let's do it. All right. Lincoln Park. Where do we start, man? Where do we start with this band? Like I it's my favorite band of all time. It's my number one. Had the most meaning, made the most impact on me. I want to hear from both of you guys. Like what do you have them ranked as far as what they mean to you? Oh man, for me, it's, it's, uh, this was such a, a, a time in my life. I mean, I, I'm 30. The, the album came out when I was 10, not to mention the fact that there was gracious hybrid theory before this one. Oh, yeah. Um, and you know, it was just, it felt good to like learn the words and not really understand what you're saying. Cause you're a kid, but like the feeling behind it and the performance behind it, you know, you, you always wanted to do that Chester growl or that Chester scream as long as you could, or as best as you could. And you could just never quite figure it out. Cause none of us know how to fry scream at that point. But um, <laughs> yeah, man, uh, Chester, uh, I'll put it to you this way, man. When Chester did pass, I played Lincoln Park all day because I was working in a dish pit and they didn't care how what kind of music I listened to as long as I was, it was right, right, right. relatively safe for work. Um, so yeah, I had a little tribute, had a little little tear shed for the man, and yeah, I mean it was incredibly influential in my life. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, same here. Like extremely influential. Like I mean, like as an angsty teenager, as we usually were. like i i could not count on my fingers how many days i would just be in my bedroom with the door closed with my cd radio like you know like back in the day when cds were yeah Yeah, uh (laughs) uh-huh just just blasting lincoln park just because i don't know like being being the angsty individual I was back in then back in that day, the best way I could say it is that it spoke to me, but I didn't exactly understand why, other than it just did. And being 
still a Lincoln Park fan to this day. Like a lot of oh, that's why. <laughs> yeah. You start listening Happ- to the lyrics. You start listening to the words. So you're like exactly. Yeah. So many days I spent just in my bedroom by myself with with it playing and with a lot of um, you know like the topics sung about at the time. Like it spoke to me, but I didn't exactly understand why it did, but. It, it did. It did. And I, exactly what you said, Anderson, like when, when he passed, I just did exactly what I did when I was a teenager, sat in my room on my bed and just blasted the music. And like, yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, it was, yeah, rough. Well, you got to feel it during yeah, those moments. You do. Yeah, you do. You do. And, Absolutely. And I didn't want to get into this right away, but it's almost, it, you, you can't escape it. We'll we'll spend a few minutes on Chester Bennington. On, yeah. For my opinion and my money, and if you could list every single one of the influential music voices, you know, of our time and of all time, I would put Chester Bennington up in the top five, top ten. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Definitely. As yeah. influential a voice, you cannot. <laughs> confuse him with anybody else you just know you know there's a distinct way of it wasn't even screen i I know that there are some points in time uh growing up where you listen to the songs that you know your elder members of your family are listening to you know Mm -hmm. 80s or 90s it's something that you guys can relate to there comes a certain point in time though that i feel that as you get a little older you start figuring out music and that there is something that is innately yours that your parents or your elder brothers or whatever sisters they just don't get it is something that is completely yours and for Mm -hmm. me chester bennington's voice that doleful scream screaming singing kind of a Mm -hmm. way that he had about his music that was completely mine you know of course, my older brother Alex, he was, you know, I, I kind of learned about Lincoln Park through him. Mm-hmm. But it was something that was just on his, if you could put it in today's terms, it was in his FYP. You know what I mean? Like it was like a <laughs> rotation with his CDs. He didn't really have that big of a, I would say, that big of a connection as I had. But my, my mom certainly didn't understand the way that I had them blasting in my room. Um, I was 13, so I keep forgetting Anderson, that you're 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 younger. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little younger. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, but for me, I was 13. I was legitimately in the whole pubescent hormone just explosion of moods and angst and sadness and anger mm-hmm. and just mm-hmm. a whole bunch of feelings that I never really and Lincoln Park's music. Their lyrics and the, that their messages are like you can easily relate to what they were trying to express, right? Yeah. And with Chester being that how he he his untimely end came about, you can understand now. You know, yeah. And when I heard about his passing and the way that it was done, and the you know my own personal history with all of that, it definitely you know like. It, it, I can't even say that just, you know, like a couple of tears or anything. Like, I freely cry 
It was yeah. very, very, very heart-wrenching and gut-punching to me. I thought that I was going to be able to see them live the next time they were going to come through if they uh-huh. ever had an, uh, you know, uh, another tour. I, that's definitely one that I will not miss, and now I can't. And that's unfortunate, yeah. man. It, it sucks. It sucks. Yeah. Like and, if there's one regret yeah. that I can, I really like feel is like, man, like I never was one to watch, um, you know, bands live. It, it, the only ever time I did was because my brother wanted to and I got roped along with. But like, yeah, man, like I 100% regret not seeing at least one of their shows, man. Mm. And, you know, my brother was able to. They had opened yeah. for another one of his bands, and he told me how amazing they were, and they were just like you couldn't compare it to what they were like in on wherever you listen to on CD or whatever. And Chester had that way about representing just your pain, your angst, your anger, your fear, your sadness, your your everything at that point. You know, and he's dearly missed. I I miss whenever I I you know in prep to this pod, I yeah <laughs> I, it, it, it hit me and I was like Fuck, yeah man we're never gonna be able to hit any new music from him ever and yeah. that's and that's but what, but uh, are we oh well yeah there is new music obviously for the new uh, mm-hmm. anniversary edition there's a couple of new songs that never yeah, made into the album them. yeah yeah go check them out. I yeah. highly, highly, highly encourage you to check out the new stuff because it was they, it was stuff that didn't make Meteora when they were um, looking back at it. And yeah. if I remember correctly, the reason why, um, uh, well, lost one of them, if you hadn't already seen, uh, Mike Shinoda even said that um, they didn't want a competition to faint. <laughs> uh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It's, pretty ironic considering well we'll get back and we'll do that at the end of the pod but um considering just how popular a lot of these songs were but any final thoughts on chester guys before we move on yeah man the man was just such an empath you you heard it in his lyrics you saw it in his expressions you saw it in the shows i i never saw them live but i watched the live shows i was a big millington park fan i was never a part of the fan club but like i bought the dvds i i watched the behind the scenes stuff i I learned a lot and you know i i just enjoyed knowing the knowledge and to to see how genuine a, a person chester seemed uh from the outside from and even from those behind the scenes and just to, to, to genuinely see the like pain every time he talked about his lyrics and stuff yeah. uh, you knew it came from a, a real place and it's heartbreaking to to go back and listen to the lyrics now and hear what it is that he's saying with that context you know and knowing that all of that is very very real and very vicious to him mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I I myself have struggled with depression uh, most of my life, and that's it's humbling, I guess, is the best word to to see someone of that esteem not make it. And that's the thing about the not to delve too much in that, but I also had Mm -hmm. my own personal battles with it very much relate to one another. And the main thing that I say is, is that 
it never truly leaves you. Mm -hmm. Never truly does. You can have your really great days. You can string them along. It can be months. It could be even years, you know, but there there are days where, you know, you feel yourself going back to that familiar corner and yeah, it never really truly leaves you. And and unfortunately for Chester, just it it was too much. And that's again, one of the almost heartbreaking things that, you know, you relate to your hero so much, but then they're not uh, strong enough to kind of Mm -hmm. get through it. So again, Chester, you are sorely missed. Very much so. Very much, very much love. And whoever's, you know, whoever's listening, if they feel it, then I know that they're 100% uh, on board with that. So mm-hmm. uh, moving on to <laughs> Meteora, you know. And, yes. Yeah. The album. Um, the what album a sophomore Meteora. album. I mean, technically not because reanimation, but reanimation is a remix album, so it's hard to count it. Like the sophomore album of Linkin Park's discography is Meteora. And, like, you know, that's the thing that some people say in that music industry the second album that you come out with, original album, is either going to make or break you, like, if you're in that pop scene. And, like, wow, front to back, what a hit. And what a way. What a way oh, to announce, man. like, you've arrived. What an, It wasn't just, uh, in the end, was the, their debut, their introduction to mm-hmm. mainstream, you know, because that's how I first heard ever Lincoln you can Park. Al- you, know? you can almost um, say that they, they found somewhere that they belong. Yes. Ha-ha. For me, Sadly, it was like... Uh, oh! Zing! <laughs> Shazam! <laughs> For it was like one step closer introduced Lincoln Park to the world through the rock stations, and then in the end came out and that came to the pop stations and they were global. Yes, absolutely. and then the whole world is like waiting with bated breath. So what you gonna do now? And then yeah. Numb came out. Oh yeah, <laughs> they're like, this is what we're gonna do. <laughs> The the radio started playing it, and then you saw the music video on on MTV. The way that they just you know, and they were certainly like a people's band, you know, mm-hmm. like the, at the time, they perfectly captured what we were all going through at the time. Mm-hmm. And just want to throw some numbers out for you guys. This is some very very high level research that I did. Yes, oh, debuted at number one on Billboard 200. It's first week. This was back when people were buying CDs and albums and records. 810,000 copies its first week. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Okay. Isn't that almost platinum? I think you need a million almost. platinum. They almost went platinum. Yeah, a million platinum. It's seven time platinum. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Meteora they, uh, released in March 25th, uh, 2003. After it's all said and done, it's the eighth best-selling album of the twentieth uh, 21st century. Wow. And wow. sold over 16 million copies. So That's insane. Yeah. I didn't really get any Spotify numbers, but I'm pretty sure it's up there. Especially with the new anniversary edition coming out, that's probably going to put some records in terms of rock. Uh, there's not mm-hmm. really much out. Like, we're talking about modern day. There's not really any new bands any 
and, mm-hmm. and that's unfortunate you know like in they came out at a time where it was sort of uh in my opinion a renaissance for rock uh mm. 2000s late 90s I mean what you're talking this was about. new metal yeah like yeah blank 182 was coming out what Your is pop it? punks Sum 41 god what else man limp biscuit limp biscuit event seven yeah yeah and there were there were just so many new bands coming out and unfortunately for this generation not that much like you, you don't really hear that much you gotta search for it you gotta search for it yes but it's still like uh, it's unfortunate that they don't have that kind of experience that we did you know it's true but yet they were formed late 90s uh mike mm-hmm. shinoda chester bennington on vocals joe han they call him mr han on the mr han on the turntable oh, yeah. yeah oh but rob rob burden rob on, the on the fucking drum yeah oh. yeah absolutely he's another one one of those that just distinctly as drummers go you can't mistake him for anybody, you know, like Lars Ulrich from Metallica, freaking Dave Grohl, Dave Grohl. who was yeah. Yeah, mm. Nirvana. They have such a way to play drums, but Rob Burden for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. His own style, he added to it. And then lastly, Brad Delson on keyboard, Dave Farrell on bass, and that was that was Lincoln Park. I knew him as Phoenix back in the Phoenix. day. I think he yeah, only yeah, Phoenix. he was known as Phoenix. Yeah, that's right. Phoenix. What a way to go. That was a trivia. Yeah. I had a poster that like had him up on my wall as a youngster. Um you really? Oh shit. I did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think it came in the uh in the you hybrid ain't. theory uh you, you angsty little turn teenager you. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean yeah. I've been fucking it, me and my buddy, uh he would always <laughs> like sing Chester's parts, so I had to learn Mike's parts and I ah. like ended up getting through getting it just by like learning it and then through learning it i listened to it and it was like this shit's just good i'm enjoying this dude um, my brother my brother had to literally tell because i had tried to sing like chester so long i was like pairing out my vocal cords yeah <laughs> was when he's tried like he was listening to me trying to sing he was like dude do not try to emulate that you are going to completely Destroy, destroy your vocal your fucking vocal cords. <laughs> you know, you, that's just not. You're never gonna emulate it. And he did it again for my own health because, yeah, my voice was just getting raspier and raspier, and I was like a 13, 14 year old kid. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, dude, I can't imagine how many kids, how many people tried yeah. to emulate that kind of thing. Oh and yeah, friend actually managed to sound even remotely like him then kudos because i never could i never could you know yeah, so, yeah. no one ever will no one ever will uh, so let's go ahead and talk about link park for a little bit uh, oh i want oh. to circle back to the uh spotify numbers you had mentioned um right so we've got like four singles that came out on the on the album Yes. Um, they all have over 300 million uh, listens. Uh, in order from lowest to highest, we have Breaking the Habit uh, uh-huh. at number four. 312 million uh, listens as of right now, March 30th. Um, we have Somewhere I Belong at 342 million listens. We have Faint at 438 million listens. And then we have Numb 
at one point two four billion. 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 Yeah. Billion? Oh billion. billion. God. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that someone got around. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That is incredible. That just adds a deeper layer to this is a timeless it transcends generations. It's timeless yeah. and I'm so happy to hear that. And yeah, it's one of those classic and, albums. Yes. Yeah. Uh wow. Good one. Have you guys listened to the uh the second uh single they've released uh since Lost? No. I'm not. No. Fight Fighting Myself, give it a listen. Okay. Fighting myself. You got it, buddy. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Mm. Uh wow, dude. I'm still blown away. Yeah, a lot of listens. Yeah, man. I'm happy to hear that. I'm so happy that people are tuning in to this wonderful band. Mm -hmm. But as I said before, let's go ahead and and delve in a little bit on Linkin Park and Mm -hmm. our own personal um, experience with it uh, right after this. All right. So Linkin Park. (laughs) <laughs> Lincoln Park yeah. came out with Hybrid Theory. Yes. I think we can all remember in the end. Oh yeah. And classic. Yeah, dude. And reanimation for me, that was my first whole album that I've listened to. Mm. It was again, I never heard anything like it before. And yeah. a rock band that incorporated rap, that incorporated Yep. I was gonna say they've always been um, known to collaborate with other artists, so yeah. that's what's great about Reanimation is that like a lot of the tracks, as much as they are a rehash of original songs from Hybrid Theory, um, they they bring on other artists. Like yeah. they bring on they bring on Corn on one of them, and yeah, it's John one yeah. of yeah, <laughs> and it's one of my favorites. <laughs> Yeah, that was uh, that was one step closer. Yes, step yes, closer, it was. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, they, the very last song, "Crawling," was had Aaron Davis. Aaron, um, Aaron yeah. Lewis. Aaron Lewis. Thank you. Yeah, no, 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 I keep no. calling Aaron Davis. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Aaron Lewis of Stained. Yeah, I was just about to mention that. That's my favorite song out of that whole album. What would you say, you guys? And I'll do it rapid fire style. Give me your favorite song from Reanimation. Oh man, from Reanimation. <laughs> from Reanimation, yeah, I know. Oh, that wow. whole album is is just so good. Um, well, mine's probably the one with Corn. <laughs> okay. I listen to that. Yeah, I listen to it constantly because it's just really. I don't know. It 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 also has some. My brothers, one of my brothers' favorite bands back during that time was Corn. So, so that's kind of why I really liked it because I was forced upon (laughs) corn. That's that's crazy. You know, I met your brother, and yeah, I I could corn is yeah a band that I would attribute to him, but good for him, good on him. Yeah, no, he had he had had not a bad band by any means. No, not at all. No, I he he went I. I, he went through a phase. It's the, be- it <laughs> the best way I can say it. We he were a, all kids once. Yes, he had a he had a rubber spiked bracelet and everything. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Super. Oh, it's perfect. 
I met yeah. him when he was past that then. Because yeah, no, you did ever, ever wear one of those. <laughs> You'll be oh, like, hey. I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> I was not even that. I was like, why, why, like you don't, you don't fit this. Stop trying to fit this. It was adorable. Yeah. Well, yes. Yeah. Wherever you are. Yeah. Uh, Tokyo. Tokyo. Yeah. He's in. <laughs> where where are you tokyo are why you? shut up uh, oh shout out not shut up oh i thought you said shut up yeah. <laughs> shout out to him yes yes shouting him out um I, it's oh i'm gonna i'm gonna say it's high voltage Ooh. Um, but I'm gonna Ooh, give an honorable mention to Executioner style. Ah, uh, that's yes. a good one too. That's a good one too. Because like both of those were just oh my god. Oh, I was a big fan of the instrumentals back in the day. Back in those days, I listened more to the music and less to the mm -hmm. uh, lyrics. Because I've always been a really big music nerd. I've always been interested in like how music's been produced and stuff. I got an A in AP, or I got a five on my AP music theory test. You know, that type of nerd. Um, and <laughs> I'm a nerd. Um, yeah. Um, and I, I just, I loved the breakbeat stuff. I, I, it was old school with the new metal flavor, and like I, I was, I was not a fan of hip hop at the time. I was not a fan of rap at the time, but like that planted the seeds for me because I was introduced to it young, and it had a lot of the seeds of the album that I already liked, Hybrid Theory. Even some of the stuff that I didn't know was before Hybrid Theory on their EP, um, like High Voltage. Yes, it was awesome. Well, yeah, man. I would put points of authority along. Mm. Oh yeah, well, that's a classic. Right? Oh um, yeah, that was such a good remix, and they uh, put it on the air. Was, ah. Along with the crawling, Aaron Lewis. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just wanted to like he could absolutely sing you a full-on ballad not you wouldn't even think that he was you know one of the and then scream at you for mom. peeing on the floor and then scream no and then, <laughs> and then go into like death metal kind of like uh yeah. screaming kind of singing mm -hmm. which is you just don't hear that kind of thing unless you're axel rose or chester bennington you know, chester bennington yeah you, you gotta dig into some pits for some some metal um which i have done it's <laughs> um but only recently not not during this time um the 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 way that he screams the the vocal fry like it yeah. apparently doesn't take a whole lot of air but to perfect it and be able to perform it at that level especially live for like a 45 second scream or a 37 <laughs> second scream however long it is on bleed it out um and then sing immediately after like yeah. the 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 training he went through the absolute like study he put in and practice he put in it's it, it's nuts it, it's yeah. so so evident in the final product what i was gonna say was when it comes in terms to not only global appeal but their discography is mm. again something 
they always had to find new ways to express their music, their art, you know. And while I'll touch on this real quick, I am a staunch supporter. I'm a staunch, like I'm a huge, huge fan. Their later albums, they certainly weren't, and we touched on this before the pod, uh, Evan, mm-hmm. uh, where maybe we outgrew them to a certain degree because some of their choices certainly did not hold up for us, you know? Mm-hmm. Are you talking about living things? Living <laughs> things. I'm talking about the hunting party get, went back a little bit more into their roots as a rock mm. band. One More Light was, again, not, not and they never really recaptured their, their height at this point. You even go back to Minutes to Midnight, and sure, they they started. They they were absolutely a mainstream band by the time that Minister Midnight came out. I think they had the Transformer song on. They had. Minister that's Midnight. what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. They, they they were absolutely new had divide. A new divide. Uh, mm-hmm. That's the one. A huge mm-hmm. huge film at that time, but they just never recaptured it. They never recaptured this momentum, this popularity. This is, I think, Meteora is the height of their powers the height of their popularity it just that was that was it you know i don't know about you guys what what do you guys think i don't disagree but we talked about this before the podcast i mean i for me i i fell off kind of after minutes to midnight um and i i don't i don't think that takes anything away from their music or the way that they wanted to express themselves i think it's completely uh, wonderful and i think it's worth a revisit and i think that's something that i might do in the near future but to me it was more pop i suppose yeah. which uh, maybe that was a, a decision they wanted to make in order to uh, look more towards that same uh, age group that they had hit you know five ten years ago or or maybe it was label pressure or maybe this is just something that they wanted to do i mean they're the artists they decide how they wanted it to come out ultimately and i'm sure they're happy with the final product um it's just it wasn't for me man you know (laughs) (laughs) it's not for me man it's just it's not my style what about you Uh, I, for the most part, agree. Um, I still, yeah, I did kind of fall off after Minutes of Midnight, but I didn't disappear. Like, I still kept tabs on what they were up to because, like, Waiting for the End was, I gotta be one of my favorite songs since Minutes of Midnight. And I think okay. that was on Living Things, or was that One More Light? I think that might but, be one more night. Yeah, I think so too. I, I don't disagree. I'm just upset that I have to agree. <laughs> that's okay. And that's the thing about, you know, music. But I always felt like they they did a lot of stuff that they felt like they wanted to do. They were they were all about like that's what made them popular in the first point. And I, I like to think is that they made music that they wanted to make, not necessarily music that they thought people would like and um they continued to do that for a while and but they also kind of slipped in a banger <laughs> like uh you know a, a, yeah. yeah yeah here and there to, to try to keep themselves relevant which is fine um but i don't know I, that's just how i feel anyway speaking of a light that never comes which was off of the recharge album they had steve aoki on there 
Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's a banger, I would say. And that's true. You know, you find a band that you really like or an artist that you really like, and they put out a couple of albums that you can totally just vibe to, and it's one of your albums, and they start doing new things. You know, they have to keep their art flowing, and pop just happened to be somewhere where they went. And yeah, they might have lost some of their fans, but, you know, you never really stop being a fan of them regardless of where they go to. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And Mm -hmm. I think that's very well said, Shane, uh, given that, you know, we got introduced with such a freaking punch to the face, the way that their music just came out. Mm -hmm. And then they went, you know, much less so. And I think that that's them trying to reach out to new corners of the spectrum, you know, in terms of people that listen to their music. And yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, fuck. Snoop Dogg came out with a reggae album, you know, so. <laughs> no, that was Snoop Lion. Snoop yeah. Lion, forget it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I totally agree. I myself, you, we've been in band before. We can appreciate mm. music for what it is. And we played music too, not necessarily mm-hmm. this kind of music, but we've actually played it. And we could read music at the time. And yeah, I, I, that's something that I kind of have to remind myself that, yeah, I played music once. It wasn't like drums or bass, guitar or whatever, but it was still music. You know, you could certainly appreciate the vulnerability and the time and the, Mm-hmm. Gil, it takes to even come out with a note on perfect pitch and be part of a band, you know. So, yeah, yeah, that that holds my appreciation for what they try to do, and what, like you said, Shane, they just they never fit the mold anywhere. They wanted to do their own thing, so mm-hmm. I think that that's commendable. And mm-hmm. with Meteora, one final question for you guys. Yeah, yeah. In terms of rock albums. In terms of your own personal taste, Meteora, where does that rank for you guys as an album? Would you say that that is your number one rock? I mean, just in, in, in music in general. Uh, I feel like we're at a point in our lives, we're at an age where we've been around for a little bit and we can we, we know what good music is when not so mm-hmm. much so, but what would you put it, Meteora? I'm gonna let Shane go first. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm putting it pretty high up there because, like, I I'm as far as bands go in general, and and especially in this genre, um, it's always been right, like number one for me. I so yeah, (laughs) I'm probably going to put it up there. It's number one. Um, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, if if we're critiquing Lincoln Park in general, then it's still number one. <laughs> right. I'm just saying, like in terms of other albums that you may have listened to, you put a number one. No. Yeah. No. Um, Blink One Eight Two is right behind it, but um, Meteor is yeah, yeah. And okay. when I say Blink One Eight Two, I mean their uh their self named album. Um, oh yeah. Well. Yeah, I think yeah. we're all, I think we're all blank heads. I'm actually seeing them in July. So hell yeah, man! Should be fun. Should be they fun. were in Dublin last year. <laughs> hey, hey. Yeah, yeah, I missed them. That, uh, I didn't know. EU tour. 
I think, you know, <laughs> it, like with all this music talk lately, I'm going to make it a point in the future to start seeing bands that I enjoy and see them just, just to go. Because yeah. I, I think the, the last time, last, I mean, not to get off track, but I think the last time I saw a band in concert was back when Green Day it was touring American Idiot when it first came out. Yeah, it's about That's the same time. age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. around this time. Yeah, oh, and yeah. some, yeah, and some little-known band called My Chemical Romance opened for them. Yeah, I'm sure they'll go far. Yeah, I don't know. I, I haven't heard much about it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, go on, Evan. What about you, Evan? Um, as far as rock albums go, I, oh, man, I've listened to a lot of music. Um, <laughs> <laughs> as far as rock albums go, um, it's definitely, I think, no less than top eight, maybe top five. Um. There's some hard contenders. There's some classics in there, but the, it, it is such a, a timeless uh, album to me because of how many times I've listened to it, because of what was going on in my life uh, when I was listening to it. You know, it's got it holds a nostalgic factor up there for me as well. But also, I've I've listened to it um, recently because I was listening to to uh, everything during uh, when I heard about Chester. Um, and there's it, it just it hits the same way it it's that heavy hard hitting but not like uh oh my god where am i i'm drowning it's like <laughs> yeah i i feel this i i want to i want to push this energy uh and like i feel this pain um so i'm going to channel it into music yeah uh so yeah top 8 no no uh probably no less than top eight at uh, highest top five. And at least top eight. Yeah. Respectable. Uh, for me, it's definitely in top three. For me, most influential album is this album, is Meteora. Mm-hmm. In terms of sheer, you can't skip it. You can't skip one song. Mm-hmm. Like you, you think you could, but it's just, it's hard to because every single one of these songs on the on the album uh, it's just beautifully done in terms of sheer music i would put damn from kendrick lamar up there yeah okay i mean the the man won a pulitzer prize what the hell yeah yeah <laughs> respect. Topic, but, yeah holy absolutely. shit if you're talking about just profound complicated lyrics in expressed in 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 a, in a manner of you don't expect that from an, a rap album mm-hmm. um yeah you can't you can't get any higher or better than kendrick lamar i made a a playlist and i reversed the order of uh the album and it's like damn that kind of changes the story and then like a month or three later he uh kendrick lamar releases the uh the deluxe edition where it's the blue album the or the blue album cover and it's the album in reverse it was awesome that was <laughs> it's one of the few times i've been like wow i'm actually before this trend cool hell yeah dude you told me about this and mm-hmm. that's when i decided to do it myself and you're right 
it, the whole album kind of switches on its head and it's a completely different perspective than when you free, first heard it. Um, again, not to get too much off topic, uh, off topic, but Kendrick Lamar, listen to him. He's great. Yes. That's that's the main <clears throat> gist of this. Uh, in terms of rock albums, and I'll, I'll finish this thought with this, I would put begrudgingly, because it's such a classic, it's just a timeless album, uh, Dark Side of the Moon. Yeah, it's up there uh, for me too. For me, it, yeah, I think it's uh, that and uh, the Black album, uh, Metallica. That yeah, and toxicity. Uh, oh God, yeah, dude. I'm gonna. I would I'm throw in just throwing out these albums just just cause like they're really popular. It's because it, it it they're popular for a reason, and it's because they are such timeless rock music. Um, Different spectrums of rock, yes, each of them, the one I just named, but Meteora is definitely, it deserves to be up there with mm-hmm. them, with, with all three of the albums that I just made. We'll use this as a segue. We'll go right into the last uh, part of the where we have our rankings for the songs. Oh, yep. Coming up. All right. So, anybody following our pods, uh, and thank you if you're doing so. Know that at the end of every episode, we have a quote-unquote winner, quote-unquote survivor of the episode, quote-unquote team leader of the episode, what have you. But this time, we're going to do something a little different. We're going to have our ranking of what we feel from top to bottom in this Meteora album, what uh, we feel is the best to quote-unquote worst. There's no really bad songs in this album, but that's that's only our rankings. We'll start with Evan. Uh, I want to know. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I know it's. I know you told yeah. us it's a little bit incomplete, but I want to know what you got so far. Um, for me, go from bottom to bottom to top. Okay. Yeah. I think, I think number three for me is faint. Ooh. Um, I don't think anyone who has heard the song, um knows it and can recognize it i don't think anyone can't recognize it as soon as they hear those violins in the beginning oh yeah like you hear those shrill violins it just it it like you start the oh man my tongue is not catching up to me faint is it's energy it's 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 a performance and it's high uh driving energy and it's like i i love this song there's not much i can't say um not to mention the music video it's just very raw they're surrounded by not only people but lights and it's oh. you, you can really see the people until the the lights come on to them and they're like the the mm-hmm. chorus comes out oh it's so good uh, yeah. i was going to say the uh the music videos were a, a huge impact on my list as well as the songs themselves you said that, number, that was number three so yeah number it? two for me is session oh um, yes uh like i said back in these days uh, i was much more music over lyrics and this instrumental was just so cool it was so cool i was such a big fan of cure for the itch as well uh on hybrid theory so this was almost like a sequel um but it wasn't just pure scratching and DJ. It, it was also the backbeat. He, it was the, the drum sets behind it. Speaking back on um, the drummer. I forget his name. I'm sorry. Um, um, 
His name is Rob, Rob Borden. Borden. Yes. Borden. 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 Sorry. I loved Session. Yeah, um, it was at his at his peak. Yes, that. absolutely. <laughs> yes. Uh, and then number one for me is nobody's listening. Um, oh, this nice. was the one that resonated with me the most i think at this time i didn't really like connect with too much uh lyrically at this time because like i was i was a naive little kid and i didn't have too many <laughs> troubles it was nice but you know I, I wish i had learned a little bit more when i was younger um but i digress at this point nobody's listening i just really related to the Heart full of pain, head full of stress, handful of anger held in my chest. Um, yeah, it was. Yep. It, there was always pressure around, and it's like it's nice to hear that a band can put this into words for me. Absolutely, and just the way that they begin songs. You had mm-hmm. the violins and faint. Nobody's listening with the Japanese, Japanese flute. flute. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh my god, dude! It it just do we all not know that you know Lincoln Park were a bunch of weebs? No, I think we, oh, yeah. we all did. We did, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They had a lot of anime inspired stuff for their mm-hmm. music videos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, especially with um, breaking the habit. Breaking the habit as well, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shane, yes. uh, not necessarily top three, but if you want to rank the whole album, go ahead. All right. Well, Faint is absolutely my first. Um, I mean, bottom for to bottom <laughs> to, oh, you want me to go bottom to top? All right, yeah, that's fine. He, he said no spoilers, and then Shane spoiled his whole list. Spoiled this whole list. <laughs> that's okay. I still want to know the journey. Indeed. All right, that's fine. Well, actually, okay. So my twelfth out of the twelve songs minus yes. forward, uh, figure oh nine is on the bottom. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh wow. Yeah, okay. yeah. I, I mean, I again, like what, what Anderson said. Like, yeah. I can't. It, it was really hard because all of these songs are really good. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I really enjoy figure oh nine. I'm just if I had to put it up against these other. 11 songs <laughs> um yeah, yeah yeah so figure out nine then from the inside mm. then session Ooh. then easier to run okay even though i i actually kind of listened to that song a lot when i was a kid because <laughs> i was a dumb idiot kid <laughs> but um um, then somewhere I belong was my number eight. Will I keep going? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, all right. Lying from you. Then don't stay. Yeah. Numb. Yeah, near the middle. Yeah. Uh, uh, nobody's listening. That's your number four. That's, That's my number four. Yep. Yeah. And then my my number three is hit the floor. Oh wow. Okay. I yeah. actually hit the floor is fantastic. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Well, mostly also because of the lyrics. <laughs> the lyrics really like you know, one minute you're on top, <laughs> the next and the next you hit your floor, um, and then breaking the habit. And then faint, and we knew this already because I said it first on accident. 
Oh my right. god! Faint at the drop. <laughs> gas. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, awesome. <laughs> for me, man, I can. I you kind of see what uh, we prioritize in our listening, comparing like our 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 rankings here. Because for me, hit the floor was last. Wow, that doesn't mean that it's a bad song overall, right? Right, right, that's the thing. But But, if I had to rank them, um, all 12 hit the floor was definitely uh, number 12 for me, followed by Easier to Run at 11, Don't Stay at 10, Somewhere I Belong at 9, Numb, number eight. Yeah, not that high up for me. Lying from you, seven, Session at number six, only because. These next five, dude, it's just you cannot you cannot skip them. There's a there's a point in time in the album where you get past session. It's just banger after banger after banger after banger. (laughs) Um, Breaking the habit Uh is number five for me Uh, from the inside is number four. And it's if, if three songs can be tied for first, I could. But purely for objectivity's sake. I put Nobody's Listening at number three, Figure 09 at number two, and Faint, again, also uh, number one for me. Mm-hmm. Figure, figure 09, I'll just, well, Faint, we've already covered for all the reasons that Shane and Evan said, for all the reasons that we can just automatically identify it at the very start with those uh, violins, mm-hmm. with the way that they just kick you in the mouth when they when they start up with the um with the guitar and then the drums and all that oh yeah yes yeah and and chester bennington screaming his goddamn heart out yeah Yeah. absolutely and beautifully so and that's you 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 got a great song in there figure on nine i'll just drop this uh i used to do a lot of driving when i was younger Mm -hmm. so because again who hasn't been dumb and stupid when they're younger? Also uh, pizza. When I first got, yeah, and also pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I used to be a pizza delivery driver. It's okay, <laughs> me too. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, figure 09 at night when you're just driving and there's nobody on the road. You just speed down whatever turnpike, whatever. To me, it's the perfect writing song for, at that time. Mm. You know? Yeah, uh, such a headbanger. You want to talk about intros too? Yeah, absolutely. And dude, it's just uh, I, I, you can't go wrong with any one of these songs, obviously. But uh, these three to me were the best. Uh, awesome, awesome guys. So Meteora mm-hmm. is a staple in many people's childhoods, and I can't wait for the anniversary edition. I can't wait to see if they ever do decide to come back as a band i know it's very difficult considering all that's mm-hmm. happened with chester but mm-hmm. I, I i truly cannot wait and i'm so happy i got to talk to you guys about this to kind of geek out over this band that hell yeah man all three of us like really enjoyed and really same enjoyed it hell yeah give a shout out to looking park over there yes thank you to the six of you you are influential in uh, more lives than you know, I'm sure. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. And that was our Linkin Park episode, our Meteor episode. I want to thank Shane, Evan, my producers. Thank you so yes. much for coming on and just loving this album as much as I do. 
And uh, just, again, another little tidbit as to what we have in store. Uh, I know that our timeline is a little warped right now. I just started a new job. That's why things aren't coming out as fast as I want them to. But we worked through them. And uh, I also want to shout out these two because mm. they have an episode coming out. Just the two of them. Just yeah. Them. And this is awesome. And anybody. Pilot's a little uh, funny, but it's going to be fun. Oh. <laughs> I, I can't wait to hear it. Uh, they're covering gorillas. Yes. Yes. And yes. Deep diving. I cannot wait. Uh, I'm super excited. I'm super excited to also announce that Shane. Is also yes. going to be doing his own show. Just want to keep everybody in mind for that. As the year goes on, Zelda, uh, Tears of what? What was it? Tears, the Tears of, of the Kingdom. Tears of the Kingdom. Sorry, I'm a little bit behind on the Nintendo news. But <laughs> Tears of the Kingdom coming out soon. And for that, Shane is going to be heading up his own yes. project. And I also can't wait to hear what you got in store and can't wait to be featured as a part of it. Evan, of course anything at all music he's the guy that we go to and featured a lot more <laughs> into these things uh into these pods as we go along and maybe we can do this uh, as a sort of a thing i mean what do you think like uh deep diving into some some albums bands. oh i'm yeah. down oh yeah i'll let you know if i'm familiar beforehand and uh we'll make it work definitely i oh, love doing yeah. this yeah yeah and also, also want to shout out our friends of the pod, um, Lucas and uh, Bill and Jake. We got plenty of stuff coming up with them. Uh, Oscar and John, who will pipe this time tomorrow. I'll definitely have an episode I did with him with Halo. Uh, that was a blast to do. And, Not sure. Dude, it's so funny. It's so great. And I'm, I'm excited that he's a part of it. <laughs> Uh, Lucas and I, and I'm pretty sure you're involved also, Evan. Uh, mm. We'll be covering Full Metal Alchemist. We'll free topic. Yes. To anime. Very nice. Yeah, I'll be there we for love, that. I've seen all of all of that. We <laughs> love anime. Uh, free topic. The crew is a huge, huge. Uh, don't want to say weebs, but we're big nerds. We're big yeah, nerds. big old we fat nerds. We love storytelling no matter where it comes from. Anime has some of the best storytelling mm-hmm. that uh, you could find right now in any sort of media. Yeah. So Full Metal Alchemist is mm. one of the all-time best stories that I myself have ever have ever seen. Um, and, you know, can't wait to talk to you guys about that. We'll also be covering sports and lots of it. But, again, thank you guys so much. For, yes. for jumping on and if you get, to yeah. you guys listening thank you guys yes thank no, no, you enjoy the next and enjoy the rest and if you need me i will be in bed crying listening to meteora you sleep well Absolutely. you sleep well So we did talk about this, the Halo episode. I'm not apologizing, uh-huh. but yet I want to keep Shane on his toes. You were brought up quite a bit, buddy. Really? Ooh. In the Halo, huh? Spicy, spicy. Yeah. Uh, again, I just want to preface this. 
Yes. Oh, Lord. Oh, God. 